You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. As our regular listeners know, we have been celebrating Black History Month with a focus this Black History Month, this February, on reparations both in Amherst and Northampton uh, and other communities across the United States. This coming week, uh, there will be two events that focus on reparations, one uh, that is being uh, put on by Amherst Neighbors. That's on Thursday. One is being put on by the Community Foundation of Western Massachusetts. That's this Wednesday. And here with us to talk about the state of reparations uh, in in Amherst, uh, we have Emilcar Shabazz, Professor Emilcar Shabazz, for our Black in the Valley segment, who has with him and us today Amherst Town Councilor Alicia Walker. We are so pleased both of you can be here And I'd like to start by, well, with a confession, which is that when we had Amherst Town uh, Manager Paul Bockelman on the show last Friday, we didn't get to something I really wanted to ask him about when we were talking about the finances of Amherst, which – and Amherst does face uh, serious financial uh, issues, uh, particularly with regard to uh, capital projects – and he was talking about how the budget is put together and what to, what new projects uh, are, face in terms of being put into the uh, funding mechanism of Amherst. Uh, there is a call in the uh, stu- in the study and the report that was done by the Amherst Reparations uh, Committee or Commission, um, and it called for two million dollars to be put into a fund. And I would love for you, uh, uh, Town Councilor Alicia Walker, and you, Professor Milka Shabazz, who have been so intimately involved in this reparations movement, both nationwide and in Amherst, to tell us about the funding that is necessary in your view and whether it is realistic in Amherst. Professor, should we start with you? Yes, and I just would say that we're in a great uh, shape to have uh, uh, Counselor at Large Walker to answer that. Um, she serves as um, professionally serves as Assistant Director of Club O, a Black-led nonprofit organization focused on youth development um, in Western Mass. She was also elected two years ago as at Large Counselor, so this is her second term, and she served on Finance Committee. Uh, the Elementary School Building Committee, one of those big capital projects, and also co-chaired the Community Safety Working Group, which has done so much to get uh, um, to establish a new vision for public safety uh, in Amherst. So we let's open up with with right now, though, with the money. What's uh, have the uh, how close are we to being able to to say we we, we can cut a check? Yeah, uh, thank you, Dr. Shabazz, um, and thank you, Bill, for having me. Um, So in terms of the funding for reparations and where we are right now, um, I know that in 2020, the Amherst Town Council, you know, passed a resolution affirming our commitment to dismantling uh, structural racism um, and trying to establish equity for our black and brown residents. And so one of the you know, steps that we have taken is to identify the need for reparations. And in June, um, there was a vote at the council level to airmark uh, funds for a reparation for the reparations fund. Um, and right now, we have committed to two million dollars over the next decade. 
um, going into that fund. And so that's sort of where we are right now. There's still more work that needs to be done in terms of determining, you know, is and all of those things. So it's a work in progress, but right now we do have the two million committed for, for over the next decade. Could both of you talk a bit, please, about what the money will be used for? Should we start with you, Counselor? Yeah. So at this moment, that's something that has not been established. And so we did get a great report um, from the Reparations Assembly, um, which sort of points to things that the money could be used for. It has blanket topics listed there. Um you know, such as like economic de development, community resources, housing. There are a lot of different ideas on the table right now. Um, but I think where we are in the process is we've established where money could come from and how much of, of a base we would like to see in that fund. Um, and the next step, I think, is to have another committee sort of explore, you know, how we will use this money, who will be eligible for this money. All of those things are still being worked on. And is the yeah, that's the key piece is the piece about the successor body. The report recommended an ongoing successor body, and um, and that's what's really got to be uh, established so that we can move forward with specific proposals. And the specific proposals are for various projects, community development projects, and the like. They are not. Uh, this is not a call, or is it a call for direct? Uh, uh, cash disbursement it's all it's all on the table it's all on the table the the thing with direct cash benefits we'd have to get uh, either home rule uh legislation out of the state government to to allow that because the lawyers kp law uh in particular uh stated that if we tried to do a direct cash benefit we would likely face a legal challenge to do that um and uh, there's pros and cons to that opinion they gave us, but uh, but at least but at this point, uh, operating with an abundance of caution, uh, we recognize that to do that. But that's not the only thing. We we identified three priority areas as uh, Councillor uh, uh, Walker was was expressing. One of them involving youth. One of them involving black business development, uh, which which doesn't have to wait on the two million dollar fund. That can come from ARPA. ARPA funds, and there is um, uh, a push on the table right now to use some of the remaining ARPA funding to go toward um, uh, black businesses. So um, those are uh, just some of the areas that are specifically on the table. Excuse my uh, confusion about this point, but I would appreciate some clarification. Is the $2 million that's called for in the report $2 million that will be spent over the 10 years or $2 million fund from which there'll be interest uh, and that is what will be spent each year? Um, yeah, so right now we will have a certain amount allocated at the end of each bud budget cycle from free cash into the reparations fund. So the goal is to reach $2 million having been contributed to the fund over the next decade. Um, so again, we haven't quite figured out how the fund will be used. So it's not to say that we can't use the fund until we get to the two million, but just the goal of the council is to have contributed two million to the fund over the next decade. 
And so added to that, not only is it an endowed fund, but there are other funds that are available outside of the fund we're building from the free cash, as Councilor Walker said. Other funds include community development, block grant funding, other funding sources include the Community Preservation Act, particularly related to different kinds of historic preservation, things we call under reparations talk, uh, the area of dignity, the area of uh, addressing the harms to the dignity of African people. Uh, those are things that could potentially come out of CPA funding, not out of the, the two million uh, endowed fund. There was an, I thought, a, a report that was so impressive that it is a model, I think, for other communities uh, looking at this issue of, of reparations. And I am struck by what you said, Professor Shabazz, which is that there is the need for an ongoing group to continue the work. And I'm wondering if you could specify for us a bit, what is the work that still needs to be done in Amherst following this uh, community effort uh, that, that I think everyone who has looked at this report applauds. What needs to be done now? And then we'll turn to Councillor Walker with the same question. Well, and, and I'll particularly set up Councillor Walker for it to note that, um, you know, uh, she's grown up here in Amherst. She's everything we're talking about as far as as a person, a young person coming up in Amherst, knowing the, the some of the issues and challenges after her first term in office, she has built a legacy of amplifying the voices of black, indigenous, and people of color, immigrant, low income, first time home buyers, other community members, renters, who've long been disengaged by town government, uh, but are most impacted by the decisions the council makes. She wants to invest in creative, collaborative, and community-based solutions towards becoming an equitable, anti-racist, and thriving town for all community members. I can't say enough about it, so I just wanted to set, set that up for her to, what do you think, uh, uh, Alicia, having grown up here, you and my son, um, one of my children were in high school together. What's your view of, of, of how this project of reparations can really make a difference? Yeah, thank you, Dr. Shabazz. And so I think that, you know, the key is, like you said, I grew up in Amherst. And really, I think, to me, the key is the youth. And so, you know, while the reparations fund is, a, you know, reparations itself is a form of restorative justice, and, you know, restoring harm um, that was done within these communities, it's also about building for future generations. And mm -hmm. so I think that's the key importance here is that we are sort of opening up opportunities for economic empowerment, um, financial compensation resources. Um, and I think, you know, the importance here of having an ongoing committee is because black and brown communities need to be, need to remain engaged in the decision-making as to how and where these funds are made. Um, and just because of how, you know, town government and leadership is set up, there aren't that many black and brown people in positions of leadership. And so how do we continue the conversation and make sure that those residents are involved in determining how these funds are being redistributed back into the community? And I think that's the real importance here. Like Dr. Shabazz says, you know, one of my goals is to, to make sure that marginalized residents have a voice at the council level. Um, and so really community engagement is going to be key here. 
We are speaking with Amherst Town Councilor uh, at large, Alicia Walker, and sh- Professor of African American Studies, Milkar Shabazz. We'll continue this discussion about reparations right after this. What happens up in here? Because a lot of times people think things are being taken from them. They think the woman's being taken. They think the money's being taken. More Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. On this Black in the Valley segment, this last, I think, show that we will devote uh, to uh, the discussion of reparations this month, which is Black History Month, we continue our conversation with African-American studies professor at UMass Amherst, Amilka Shabazz, and Amherst Town Counselor at Large, Alicia Walker. Professor Shabazz, would you bring our listeners in, please, on the conversation we were having while we were off the air? Absolutely. So I just want folks to know, and was telling Councillor Walker, there there are dynamic ideas circulating um, in the in the community. Uh, we're, we're we're constantly engaging members of the uh, free free uh, people community, African American, African descendant community, and you know one of the ideas is for the town to put aside 40 acres, 40 acres. Doesn't have to be all contiguous, it can be in different places, but put that under the trust, like a community land trust of African descendant people. Uh, We want at the center of that 40 acres, a shrine to the dignity of African and indigenous first people of the land. We wanna create a center for freedom what we call the pomp and wealthy center for freedom within it, the Jackson Palmer Underground Railroad Research Library, so that we have a particular kind of dedicated space for reconstructing the genealogy of African people uh, all the way back into the days of slavery. So just wanted to say that there are ideas going, street renamings, things like that, that that are afoot. Um, I hear recently our first black faculty member at at UMass um, may be getting a space on the campus named in his honor, Dr. Edwin Driver, who was mentioned in our report as an area of harm we we should address. So just wanted to say there's many things afoot, but but the ARPA one is really critical. And I wanted to have you come back on that, uh, uh, Councillor Walker, and talk a bit about that. Yeah, and so, you know, again, the bottom line is that in terms of reparations, what we're looking for is, you know, healing and reconciliation for the black and brown community. Um, and part of that is, you know, we all we all have been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, but we also know the impact and the consequences have disproportionately harmed black and brown people and communities. Um, and so the way that we are being compensated at a municipal level is through ARPA funding. And so I think a huge part of ensuring the healing and reconciliation for black and brown communities is ensuring that those funds are equitably distributed and accessible to black and brown residents and businesses. Um, And so, you know, we have remaining ARPA funds for the town of Amherst. We're going through a process right now trying to determine how those funds will be used. Um, And I think it's gonna be critically important for our town um, to look at how we can make sure that black and brown residents and businesses can access these funds because they weren't able to access them during the first round. 
That's beautiful. And just would say we've got two great events this week. Uh, haven't seen Councillor Miller in forever, but she's on two events this week updating folks about what's going on and talking about what's going on with reparations. So look for us. We leave it there. Professor Amilcar Shabazz, Town Councilor at Large, Alicia Walker, thank you both so very much. We're going to continue this conversation in upcoming editions of Black in the Valley. <laughs>